Everybody and welcome to a very, very special, special bonus episode of Pod Leadum. My name is Hannah Jean Ginsburg. I'm J.W. Crump. And I'm Lex Basile Price. And yes, that cadence did feel weird because we don't have any <laughs> quotes today because it's what a mailbag episode. Ding Yay! dong, mailman's here. Tyra Posta. <laughs> Ooh, throwback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put out the call and y'all answered. We got so many, many, many great emails and messages. I will preface this by saying that I did not have time to include all of them because y'all are so great and wonderful and thoughtful. There was just not time to have all of them in the mailbag, but we appreciate every message that gets sent our way. Doesn't mean you'll never hear your email necessarily, but there has to be a process, and that's just what happened. But we love you and all your messages. There were 31 semi-finalists, <laughs> and 14 made it into the house. I personally flew them to the pod leader email. <laughs> I discovered them. <laughs> we especially love those of you who are contributing at anchor.fm, like fan of the week Nick G, who <laughs> had a double-double-double Tyra 2 list this week. <laughs> Nick G. Nick G. Doing the work. Emailing. Writing reviews. Sending us money. We appreciate you so much. So I thought I'd take a minute just to read this newest five-star review because mm-hmm. it was so nice. So this is from Nick G. A guilty pleasure discussion about a guilty pleasure show. Sometimes you rewatch a show so many times, but it still feels like there are more layers to peel back. And another <laughs> rewatch just doesn't scratch the itch. But Pod Leadum, you are scratching that itch antm is such an interesting part of pop culture and a fun bit of personal nostalgia like many people have said it feels like i'm with a group of friends talking about a funny tv show that we all watched though sometimes i forget that when i react to a comment from the host they can't hear me or respond to me (laughs) but i still laugh along like a stock photo woman enjoying her salad (laughs) the number of times i've wanted to say it's a tyra 2 list when someone gives two examples and trying to prove a point (laughs) when it's hot out and someone reminds me to drink water why don't they say it three times in a british accent (laughs) will i ever be able to meet someone named katherine without quietly humming that she's elegant and supreme (laughs) you all have brought me so many laughs in your recap of a wonderfully goofy show i love re-listening to episodes of old cycles just to see what crazy antics tyra and her crew were up to all the best nick g an incredible review. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much, Nick. And thank you both for writing the review and sending us some money at anchor.fm. So be like Nick. Click that click a five-star review. Click that clicksel. I love that it is so easy for us, I think, to rename things, to rebrand things, to get on board with what the newness is. But uh-huh. anchor.fm is still what that is to us. I well, did it. I keep doing it. Instead of it's Spotify, 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 Spotify podcastcom slash show I, slash... I haven't accepted it. I'm no. Just, I have not accepted our Lord Spotify for podcasters. It's <laughs> in my heart and mind. It's still anchor.fm. It is, the, so it, is, it is analogous to Twitter becoming X. Yes. It's like having to refuse it three times before you are allowed yes, to convert exactly like that 
I also know what that meant. <laughs> so click the clicksel and go to the link that's actually working. Do not, Judaism. I don't. To convert if, to Judaism, uh, to convert to Judaism, yeah. you have to be re- turned away three times before we let you in. Yeah, oh my God, you got to prove that you really want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope that's how they they word it in the church. Yeah, that's yeah. that's in the Torah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, I'm bringing. You're so excited us. to get to your emails. Mm. Bringing us our first email. This one's from Maisie, who has some reality TV crossovers to discuss. Ooh. Hey friends, is it weird to call y'all friends, even though this is a purely one-way friendship? Probably, but I would just chalk it up to the hundreds of hours I've spent listening to Pod Leadem. I have had a set of questions brewing, and no one IRL to discuss it. Ooh. Firstly. What MTV's challenge competitor would you love to see on ANTM? Mm? Now I'm gonna I'm just gonna say I'm leaving the challenge questions to y'all because sure. I have not watched the challenge in a really long time. Watched it in high school when it was mostly people just hooking up in hot tubs. Sure. So I don't have good information. And then let me say the opposite question because we can kind of discuss them together. Great. And then mm-hmm. what ANTM contestant would you like to see on the challenge? So reversey. Okay. And then there's some other good ones, but we'll get to them in a sec. Now, there are plenty of people, I think. But I think this season of The Challenge USA, which is an offshoot of The Challenge, yeah, I forgot how fucking stunning Desi is from Survivor, mm. but she is now a Challenge alum. We, I, we, we mentioned it about once per episode. We're just like, Desi is gorgeous. Just so pretty if you want a fiercely real athletic body i think tori but Mm, absolutely i think an a top model to go on the challenge i think honestly you could get um i would honestly want someone like a joni who i feel like is going to be pretty good at games yeah and do stuff like that it is athletic mm -hmm. absolutely i think the problem is <laughs> yeah, there, I think there's a couple of A and T contestants we can do for um, like drama and stuff, but uh-huh. the challenge takes a lot of athleticism, well, and our models are very weak armed typically yeah. from what we've seen. Because the challenge that Hannah watched and the challenge as it is now uh-huh. are different. Coral from the challenge of your could not compete <laughs> on the hardest physical show on tv currently could not survive it no they were literally just mostly making out in hot hot tubs yeah and then getting thrown into mud no i'll say this we know that will went to the amazing race you do and we know that his partner went on the challenge on the challenge so will could easily if he wanted to but he doesn't will hates being in reality (laughs) competitions yeah but i think he's honestly our most like some of the men from these guys and girls cycles now we've only watched the two so i don't have the full slate of potential people Mm -hmm. but you know you could easily have honestly most of the guys on the challenge without too much problem especially since we're so we're so desperate to have the male contestants be Jack Buff is... and athletic and yeah. stuff, yeah. <laughs> bring Kyle. Bring Kyle from the challenge and put him on ANTM. A nightmare. <laughs> With that hair? With that, <laughs> that The hair, the teeth, the tattoos, what? everything. Give me Kyle. <laughs> and then next, what reality TV competition show would you love to see Tyra host? And what other competition reality host do you think could host ANTM? And then Maisie gives, I personally think Julie Chin Moonves would be hilarious on America's Next Top Model and would love to see Tyra 
host survivor for the lulls. <laughs> Julie so if we're Chen going camp, Moonves. it feels like Maisie wants camp. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Julie Chen Moonves ending everything with, and remember, love each other on Top Model. <laughs> <laughs> I want Tyra to host a remake of Double Dare. And Ooh. then. Ooh. That's a great idea. <laughs> she'd actually, I think, do well at it. She's got good Nickelodeon energy. Energy. Yeah, yeah she absolutely. Yes. Or she can even do like a. I think not this show sucks but like the floor is lava frogger mm-hmm. energy let me give you this she hosts deal or no deal and it's all but men. she's very critical of the models <laughs> <laughs> she'd have half men and half women but it would the million dollars would always be in the men's briefcase oh <laughs> uh. And see, from our recent discovery that she is a successful house flipper, mm. I'm like, get that lady on HGTV. Yeah. Honestly, that that feels like it could also be very real because people are excited to see Tyra. She's mm-hmm. a recognizable person that you know something's going to go down. Extreme feel- home tie-over. Oh, my yes, God. Yeah. Do or JW and I's secret show that we liked only the first half of it. Mm-hmm. And yes, she would be replacing oh, yes. Retta, but Tyra Banks on ugliest house in america yes <laughs> Retta was so good on that though she i was, was so bad <laughs> um how about this it's tie over it's tyra with ty pennington Ooh. and it's literally just called tie over mm-hmm. okay. or honestly let me write this they're down. competitive <laughs> like who flips better oh, tie versus tie, versus tie. tie. <gasps> it's called never tied Oh, or the show always ends in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. And if you want someone else to host A and TM, if we're going to do that. Need Aura. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Graham. Honestly, give me Padma. I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I would transport the entire, like, Top Chef judging panel on, like, to... an exchange program. <laughs> Let Gil Simmons see... insult these women. <laughs> I would love to see Tom Colicchio just be, like, so, like, nonplussed and weirded out by the entire thing. <laughs> Gail's into it, though. Gail is into it. Yes. <laughs> Gail gives some Paulina vibes sometimes. I wouldn't be surprised. Gail is one of my favorite judges on reality all TV. Time I love Gail. I saw her walk by me. Like an angel walking to heaven <laughs> on the streets of New York one time, and she is very tall. She one is? of the most embarrassing things I ever did, I think, was that I was working at a fancy restaurant for its opening, and she came in to like do a quick tour while we were setting up, and I like waved to her before I could stop myself, <laughs> and she waved back. She was very nice, but I was just like, "What did I do? <laughs> Why did I wave? We're not friends." <laughs> Oh, she's only 5'8", but she's probably in heels. She yeah. seems like a constant uh, constant heel wearer. Mm-hmm. And then, as a as a palate cleanse at the end, which A&TM judge would each of you choose as your partner on The Amazing Race? I mm-hmm. would personally pick Twiggy. We wouldn't be very athletic, but watching her experience travel would be so delightful. <laughs> He's not a judge, but I'm going to say... She, judge or also winner. Maisie gave us mm-hmm. some different Johnny questions. Wujek is who I want to be on The Amazing Race <gasps> with. Oh my god, what a good idea. Mm-hmm. Strong. Strong, mm-hmm. yeah. Doesn't seem afraid of extreme situations. I also could see Johnny yelling at a cab driver just enough for the drama. <laughs> <laughs> or De Yonker. De Yonker has experienced cloofing. He does. I feel like that might come up in The Amazing Race. 
You tell me it won't come I'll up. I'll take care. any of the de Young clan. All of those cousins that were there. It's a season of the Amazing Race and everyone's partnered with a de Young. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you for reading this and getting me through so many bleak days. I re-listen to old episodes all the time because it makes me laugh. It makes me feel like the world is a little less heavy. Thank you so much, oh, Maisie, for that you, wonderful Maisie. discussion topics. So from Kimmy, who doesn't want us to sleep well. <laughs> Hello, beautiful pod leadum hosts. It is Kimmy Z again with a very important question. So far, out of all the cycles and photo shoots, which model's photo would be your sleep paralysis demon? <laughs> For me, honestly, it would probably be Marvin in the photo shoot where they were all laying in the grass and he had red hair. I cringe mm. just thinking about it, and the secondhand embarrassment I get from it is unbearable. Would love to know yours. Catch you all on Twitter, X, since this is the only thing I tweet about. <laughs> I'm going to start it off hard. I'm going to start it oh. off accurate. Ooh. Anne's cover girl is not sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> I have to battle it nightly already. Kathy's, it wasn't a photo, sh photo, but Kathy from the side of the ball photo shoot <laughs> with her feeding tube out of the back of her head <laughs> is mine. And for me, the only photo that still makes me go, huh, every time I see it, Carrie D. Winkin. <laughs> <laughs> with that one black out eye. Yep. <laughs> I love that that's one of your least favorite of all time. It's just this cornball little shot. But I love Carrie D. It's not like I have issues with the model. There's something about that face. Isn't she making like the A-OK -okay yes. circle too? Yes. <laughs> While wobbling on that runway. <laughs> all right. Next we have from Kira, who has a bone to pick with the credits. Long time listener, first time writing in. Yay. When I was originally watching Cycle 20, I had a conspiracy theory doo -doo 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 -doo, <laughs> about who would win based on the opening credits. Mm. Corey had an extra appearance in the intro. In addition to the normal model moment with the Tyron, Corey also appeared again in the intro at the end. We had a cute moment of bonking his head on the chandelier. I was convinced that this extra moment meant... Corey was going to be the winner, and I held on to hope right up until his elimination. I was so upset that he didn't win. I'm not sure if anyone else has appeared twice in an intro before, and it was so suspicious to me. Anyhow, love the pod. Y'all are so funny, and I love tuning in to listen every week. I'll say this. I, I know that it's not Lex's favorite. I find that moment so endearing, and I think it happened organically, and they were like, we have to put this in because not enough personalities are shining through in this story. Just I think for me, it's not that the moment is bad. For me, it was that it was the combination of the way they treated him, right? Yeah, and then to make him like a joke. Whereas, really, I think it's like this person has star quality. It, yeah. In my head, it's just he's in on this joke for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> But I could see, like, I, I often try to predict. I love to go back and see what the winner in the mm. theme song was and if there were any clues that were any trails of breadcrumbs leading us to that winner. But I don't even remember her name who won last time. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan's was the stupid mustache stick. Yeah. I, I also, I also was like, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Laura won twice. <laughs> No, I think blonde Laura one. I and will the brunette Laura one. I will say I think that last position on top model usually is like more personality. There's usually like it's either Tyrus favorite or personality gets put in that last spot. Yeah, I do think for a long time I remember there being 
theories that the first and the last people went far because Mm -hmm. it was like they kind of bookended the entire thing so you didn't want someone who was like an early out to be in those positions it's kind of like Mm -hmm. an opening credits the main stars and the people who get paid highest Mm. are the first person and the last person in the credits Traditionally. You mean like how Heather Locklear was a special guest star on uh-huh. Melrose Place for nine and had seasons, the second highest number of appearances on the entire show? I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's just you know, if you ever want to see a true backbreaking exercise in opening credits, twenty four will have people as starring co-starring special guest star and then they'll get bumped halfway through the season to something else and i'm like oh those contracts are switching yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of amazing that it's that particular the next one is from kylie who has a tv recommendation for us i'm a longtime listener of the pod and i remember that you guys had previously discussed the work of anthony zyker right zyker zyker yeah i'm writing because that last name is not spelled like how i would say that but sure Zucker, I'm writing to ask if you guys ever watched his one season competition reality series called Who Done It? I have. This sounds the really familiar. Se- the series was essentially a long form murder mystery where the contestants would, quote, die when they were eliminated, acting out their deaths in increasingly campy ways. Oh, yeah. The show was incredible with a cast of hilarious characters, some of whom remind me of iconic ANTM contestants. If you guys haven't watched it, the whole thing is on YouTube and only 10 episodes. Totally worth a free afternoon, and I think you'd love it. The series is Camp Gold, but I feel like it was ignored due to its out there premise. I've seen this, it's great. I have never seen it. I, think, but I don't it think sounds I've seen really it. I've fun. Heard it. Yeah, it sounds more fun than another show that sounded similar that I wish was better, which was Rat in the Kitchen. Um, yeah, <laughs> great name. <laughs> yeah, it was hosted. It's a fun idea. It was a fun idea. It was hosted by Natasha Leggero, and it was the idea that uh, it was a cooking competition, but one person was being paid to sabotage the food. <laughs> And so either the team one or the rat rat one. <laughs> and then at the end too stress. They they put down a cleaver to decide like their votes. They'd be like chopping people. It's that, funny. That but, show is my husband's nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Who, his least favorite thing is food getting wasted or destroyed. <laughs> like watching that happen, he can't handle it. So this entire show. <laughs> Would like send him into a spiral. There was one episode where her, there was a woman that everyone was certain was the rat because she was like a cruise cook who was terrible. She's kind of bad at cooking. But she was just bad at cooking. She just wasn't. Self sabotage. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but Who Done It is worth a watch, in my opinion, as well. It, the it most out. fun thing is at the end because it is just this big murder mystery. And one person, I believe, is the murderer as well. And at the end, they go into this private library where they have to speak out loud just while they're pacing what their thoughts are about who they think it is. And essentially, the person who's the furthest away from it is the person who dies. And the end of the episode is watching them, and usually a stunt performer, play out their death. And like the first episode, it happens. It's kind of shocking because I think they get set on fire and then jump in a pool. And like that's obviously a stunt performer for half of it, but you're just like, Oh, that is fascinating. It, I feel like Who Done It probably paved the way a little bit for traitors. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely in the same vein. It's it's really, really fun, and that's why when people are like, "Oh, I love the the deaths on Dracula," I'm like, 
who done it technically did that first <laughs> not taking anything away from them i'm just saying no art's new anywho <laughs> from elena who has some art to share speaking of art i'm no good at writing emails and i've never written to a podcast ever and yet somehow here i am busting out the defunct hotmail address i made in elementary school <laughs> by portman telling my nickname at the time with the name of my friend's dog so this is kind of specific email but i feel like i couldn't send it without at least a little compliment towards you guys i came across podletum late in 2021 when zoom university was driving me insane and at the time i had only seen the guy and girl cycles live as a tween wild Oh, God, I feel so old. <laughs> I was too young to have caught the earlier, more iconic cycles, and I didn't speak enough English in the 2000s to catch up with them online. I'm Latin American. But I had always had a notion of top model as something I could enjoy. So as kind of a pandemic project, I decided to pick a cycle at random to listen to on your show and watch the episodes online. I chose cycle 10. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, we're sorry. Big mistake. Lots of cursed <laughs> energy. And as a newly minted cat stan, I couldn't believe you guys preferred double E. <laughs> <laughs> she was a good model. <laughs> but as I skipped so around funny. on cycles over the course of a little more than a year, now my curiosity about top model developed into a real love for it and then into a genuine interest in high fashion and in the politics economics and labor practices of the modeling industry cool yeah i had entertained the idea of sending you guys an email about phil's vogue italia cover before but i never gave it any serious thought until this week when i was reading a book about isei miyaki and i realized i was reading it in part thanks to you and then i've included the photo in <laughs> oh, the doc my god <laughs> for jw and lex because phil's vogue italia cover is literally him as a blur in the background of someone else's shot he looks like a pa that got caught in the shot oh my gosh <laughs> i wonder if poor phil was like i made it to the cover of vogue italia oh, yeah. you know went to that magazine stand watched the person open up the metal gate and looked at this and everyone was like oh because no. he's also carrying something so it looks like he's just <laughs> passing through hey he got paid for that though good for phil yeah Oh, thank you, Elena. That's amazing. <laughs> and yes, it's so, I think it's endlessly fascinating when people start just on a cycle. And I get it. You have favorite cycles. You want to test us, yeah. test the waters of our podcast mm -hmm. with one of your favorites. But yeah, that is so funny <laughs> that feel, you started. I feel bad that you started with cycle 10. <laughs> our, admittedly, our worst season of podcasting. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. Yeah. I, I do love just a mention of doubly Amy. <laughs> doubly Amy is one of our best nicknames we ever it came really up with. Is. I will yes. say Cycle 10 was like, there for nicknames. Yes, doubly Amy. Mm -hmm. Definitely Claire Human Hannah. Come on. Definitely Human Hannah also. <laughs> and Claire Amy. Yeah. Claire, Claire Amy is also. <laughs> so this next message is from Riley, who did the work. I'm so excited Ooh. about this. Hi, I was recently interested in figuring out what name was the most common of all ANTM contestants. Oh my god. So I figured I would share my stats. Rules I followed. One, <laughs> if a model needed to go by a different name on the show due to having the same name as someone else, I will be counting their birth name, okay. i.e. McKee's real name being Brittany. Okay. Two, if a model came onto the show with a different name than their birth name, but it's well-known slash an easily assumed nickname, I will be counting their birth name, i.e. Melrose being Melissa, Alex being short for Alexandra. Okay. Okay. 
Three, if a model came onto the show with a different name than their birth name, but their birth name is not well-known slash very different from their nickname, I will not be counting their birth name, i.e. Nick's birth name is Erica. Oh, okay. I think that's fair. That makes sense to me. Now, Riley really did the work and gave us all of the names that appeared twice on the show, which I did not include because it was a very long list, and it made me a little sad because that meant that Hannah was no longer there, but now I've snuck it in, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So Top Model has had... Three Cassandras, three Heathers, three Kimberleys, hmm. only three Lauras. Which That's is shocking wild. because I feel like they're all big deals. They uh-huh. all went really far. <laughs> yeah. Three Laurens, which includes London and Lauren Bree. Right. Three Lisas, three Tatianas. Hmm. Now we get to the fours, four Biancas. Four Ebony's. I'm going to pause you right there. It feels like Ebony should have been 18. I feel like we have so many Ebony's on this show. We've every Ebony that's in the world on Top Model. (laughs) Then we get to the fives. Five Courtney's, which I did not predict. Courtney? Five Nicole's. And then our top three most used names on Top Model. Wow. Seven Ashley's. Eight Sarah's. And nine Britney's. I am shocked. Especially because of the cycle 11 Britney triplet. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I will say that Sarah in some ways feels like the true winner because they all went by Sarah on the show. Yeah. Whereas a couple of the Britneys did not go by Britney when they were on the show. Sarah was, it's, Sarah's our, like, top model name. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It. Also, I'll say this, Ashley's, I agree with them, but also that includes Ray, Asmari, and Cycle 18 Kyle, who... (laughs) I'm surprised Kyle's not up there. Wasn't there two yeah. Kyles? Oh, two I feel Kyles. like we think there's more Kyles than there are. Because <laughs> they smile for miles. Yeah. So, I, yes. did, I did look at these because you sent this to me because it was math and you knew I'd love it. And mm-hmm. I do love that like when you include the two's Chris's on there because of the cycle with two Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> so Brittany is the overall most common name of the final contestants. But here's some other fun stats from Riley. Brittany and Ashley tied for having the most models with the same name on a singular cycle. There were three Brittany's in cycle 11 and three Ashley's in cycle 18. Mm. Even though it's the second most common name, there have never been two Sarah's on one cycle. That is shocking. There can only ever be one Sarah. (laughs) It's like the fucking Highlander. Yep. (laughs) And then finally, the name Ashley is the only name that showed up more than once in multiple cycles meaning it was also the name that needed to be switched the most. A total of three Ashleys, as we said, needed to go by different names during their time on the show. So, first of all, Riley, amazing. Yes. Incredible work. A plus. This is, uh, when we got this email, I was floored. Also, Lex, could you do me a favor as my co-host and friend? Mm-hmm. Could you um, say it's like Highlander again for me? It's like... Highlander. You mean like Thailander? No. <laughs> no. I can't believe I was part of that without full consent. <laughs> I couldn't have known. <laughs> this is incredible, Riley. That's so fun and interesting, especially because it's one of those things that the show is known for changing names, mm-hmm. having contestants across multiple cycles with the same name, but I've never mm-hmm. seen this put into this kind of data yes, before. I love and it's it. truly fascinating. I want to ask, and I don't know if you know this, and Riley, if you're listening, maybe this, because I'm thinking to myself, if we include threes, since we had two Chris's and we had Chris. 
We had a Chris. I know she went by Kristen, though. No, like, but originally, there was also well, there were, separate, there were separate categories for Chris, Christina's, and Kristen. Uh, and she, her original name was Christian, so maybe uh, yeah. that was mm-hmm. under that. Yeah. yeah. I think I think honorable mention to the Chris's of the world. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right, next one. We've got some more math coming your way. It's a math no, section, y'all. It's Lex's <laughs> least favorite thing. But it's your favorite thing. It's when someone else does the math for you. Yes. True. Mm. From Aaron, who is a detective and a mathematician. Like JW, I love a good chart. When I watched the comeback episode for this cycle, I was filled with, we're talking about the previous cycle we podcast on, cycle mm-hmm. 20. I was filled with a sense that shenanigans were afoot. Ooh, I love shenanigans. I thought it highly suspicious that the show did not want us to see the scores for the other eliminated girls. Mm-hmm. I was quite frankly shocked, both at the time and rewatching, that Alex was the comeback. Especially given Gianna had been such a darling of social media, which I think we discussed a little yeah. bit too. Yes. I whipped out my handy dandy Excel spreadsheets and got to work. (laughs) Starting the conversation, complicating this analysis is that we can never know what the score of eliminated models photo was, but I've recorded what the social media score of each contestant was on all the shoots. They were still in the competition for see my chart when provided the chart that we're both looking at right now, which includes the photo shoots. I also want to say, I think this is funny because Aaron, very like nicknamed all the photo shoots mm-hmm. and their wedding sexy trailer park commercial nails paint field and it's that very, is so accurate it's very uh podly wet that one season where we couldn't figure out <laughs> yep. what the photo was now for that top model math at the time of her elimination alex had a 7.8 at the time of alex's elimination gianna would have had the higher average 8.2 and apparently, by the time the comeback rolls around, Alex's average had decreased to 7.0. Mm. Gianna, at the time of her elimination, had a 7.33, still higher. If we take the show at face value, that means she would have to get a score low enough on the field photo shoot, the one unknown in her score, to bring her 7.3 down to a 7.0. Quickly plugging in the numbers, you would find that a score of five on the field shoot would bring her down to exactly a 7.0 meaning we are supposed to believe that gianna (laughs) who never scored below a 7.3 until the paint shoot got below a five in the field shoot her photo this wording is everything like i feel like i'm watching yeah this is a court drama a big case yeah her photo in my opinion is fine her face is stunning as always her body is kind of blah but whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I just find it extremely hard to believe personally that Alex is the true comeback girl. I don't know why the show would do this as I cannot think of a motive for this, but I do believe Tyra's brain, which can cook up such sentences as we have had many interesting people who do not have homes and you are one of them <laughs> could find a bananas reason to justify messing with the scores this season. And on a larger scale, I think there has to be some shenanigans with the scores that season. It defies mm. statistical theory. Yes, to have thousands of random people voting and not have scores look more like what we saw in Psycho 19 drifting towards the middle. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, I'm too heated. And yet, (laughs) this season, we're stunned by the high scores. Those are like 9.2s for Jordan sometimes. Mm -hmm. And here, for the final column of my chart comes in. (sighs) My second conspiracy theory is that they are changing how they do these scores as the episodes go on. I agree. I agree. It 
just does not make sense to me that the fans would love and highly rate the weird weddings photo shoot and then harshly critique paint and lay in field shots. <laughs> Even if you added in the men's scores, there is, I think, a noticeable drop in how high anyone is scoring as the episode goes on. If you made it through these ramblings, and we have, they're not ramblings, they're exact science, I would love your <laughs> thoughts on this theory. I may be wine drunk at the end of a stressful month, but you know what they say about vino veritas. Anyway, thank you for your continued excellent work recapping the show that pays no rent and yet lives in such a large part of my brain. First of all, Aaron, what a wordsmith. What? This is... It's very clear, even though it's very complicated. Yes! Very mathy. Yes. I was able to follow it, even though And as it was someone very... who has had to do a lot of statistical papers and was once credited as being the only one who was fun about it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is yes, kind of fascinating because I... It's also interesting to me. Let's say the theory that they somehow just changed things to make Alex the comeback because for some reason they wanted Alex back. Why? Because you already knew that she had illness in the family and she mm -hmm. might not stay. And then she ended up coming back for one episode and being eliminated outside a panel. What a waste. Yeah. I think you're spot on, though. Oh, yeah. I think here's my new conspiracy theory. <gasps> do, 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 do. Mailback conspiracy theory. <laughs> I think they were normally, they were going to do their normal, just one person comes back, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. wasn't normal yet. But you know what I mean? Like they'd only done it on the college, but one person comes back and it was a woman and tyro so desperately wanted a man to come back to yeah. have a chance of a man winning that they're like uh both will come back and also maybe it's not gianna because she might win you know <laughs> yeah yeah well we also pointed out that tyro had a weird thing against gianna true also true yeah mm -hmm. from paul who was there at the time and has the receipts mm. hi gang Wanted to send a quick email about Cycle 20 and wanted to ask if y'all knew that the cycle was spoiled online before the season aired via this BuzzFeed article. Womp. Provides the link. <laughs> Since it's a few years old, I think the links and images are all expired or removed, but the text is still there. <laughs> Basically, what happened was, during the fan voting, someone was able to look at the data of each photo and see that some of the photos were taken at different times of day or different days entirely to the other photos, and they were able to deduce who was eliminated each week. It was very fascinating to see it all turn out to be correct at the time. I don't recall the same spoilers happening for the next cycle, though, so maybe the CW found a way to get rid of the metadata or something. Also, wow. I wanted to mention that I was so, so, so lucky and blessed to be picked as one of the fans for Cycle 20's comments on the photos, which was for an incredible moment for me as a super fan. For Clea and Marvin's photo with, oh no, Alessandra Ambrosio, <laughs> I commented something dumb like, Tyra, you need to whip these models into shape. Oh no! And it actually got used to the episode. I was ecstatic at the time and still think how hilarious it is that one of my comments got picked. I knew I had to write something dumb and soundbite to be chosen and it actually worked. I've attached a screenshot here showing the moment and that screenshot was my Facebook cover photo for a long while after. Also, as a side note, when we were voting on the picks, they were not GIFs or Flixels. It was just static images, so that's something to know. <laughs> of course. That is, I we've heard this rumor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. About this metadata, people could figure it out. And that is just so perfectly America's Next Top Model sure to me. Is. Nope. Although the funniest thing about the text of that BuzzFeed article that's still up is that they predicted that Marvin would be the winner. Oh my god. So the one thing they got wrong. 
Oh, because I guess at the end, it's j- they don't know the stuff for Jordan and Marvin. That's mm-hmm. actually really funny. I'll say this. I love, this is now, I think, the third, maybe the fourth one of our listeners who had one of their comments yeah. make it to the show. And no matter what it is, that's cool. It is cool. It is. I yeah. love that we, our listeners are fan fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they now, made the system work for them. Now, I Because we th- gave... We gave Paul some shit for that comment on the episode. <laughs> sure did. I, I can see how at the time it felt innocent. Yeah, but also think, that you were like, "I'm going to be provocative and get yes. my comment on the show." It is that it is probably why your comment got picked. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the the wording was not great. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> but thank but you. But the Paul. planning was perfect. Yes. <laughs> Our next message is from Fisher, who is excited about the future. Ooh. Hey, Leadum Pod. I've been listening for about a year now, and I've worked my way chronologically almost to being caught up. I'm on cycle 19 as of writing this, and you guys are just starting cycle 20. So close. <laughs> I just wanted to say that since Hulu recently added cycle 23, I've been watching it as before <laughs> it was kept tauntingly out of reach. Just... Every time I get to a photo shoot's results or a bit of drama, I find myself wondering what you guys will say later. This is all to say I cannot wait for you guys to get to the return to model basics that is cycle 23 minus Tyra. P.S. I am somewhat proud to say I own a copy of Model Land I found at Half Price Books. I feel like you guys will appreciate that fact more than the people I know in real life. <laughs> it's cool to have a physical copy of because yeah. those are hard to find now. Especially when you're only paying half price for it. Yeah. I also, y'all, there have been times where I've thought, should we record Cycle 23? We're so nervous. <laughs> now, and then release it later because I don't know what's going to happen if it gets gone. Yeah, this is a call now for Cycles mm-hmm. 23 and 24. Yes. 23, hopefully, the, the the universe will smile on us. It'll still be available mm-hmm. on Hulu. It'd be so weird to watch something on Hulu after all this time. <laughs> um, after all this money we've given to Amazon. Uh-huh. There are listeners of the podcast out there that are just better at the internet mm-hmm. help us find cycle 24 now because i found it on one place that wanted me to pay in cryptocurrency and i was like <laughs> that seems weird i would love to be able to find a version of it that's not sped up or backwards however yes. i have enough editing ability that if that's all you can find and it's downloadable i can fix that for us to watch privately so just let us know would love would love to do to put out that call early yeah because you you're all much better at uh, internet than, than I just also are. don't yes. understand why it's not readily available, especially now that Cycle Twenty Three is. I was is. Uh, you would be surprised that those were weren't both just like bought together or whatever. Especially since Drag Race has boomed so much since then, and Drag Race contestants appear on Cycle Twenty Four, right? Why, yeah. You would think VH1 would want to get that out there. Kati appears, one of our most beloved. Hmm. But thank you so much, Fisher. That. That is amazing. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, oh, I love people writing in. <laughs> Sorry, I don't answer the emails now, so they all feel fresh. <laughs> Feels like I just opened my mailbox and I'm like, oh, these love letters on Valentine's Day for me. 
This next one's from Justine, who had a strange encounter. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. I've been meaning to send this over, especially since we're nearing the end of cycle 20. In the summer of 2013, I moved into a student apartment complex in L.A. to attend fashion school downtown. Oh, how chic. (laughs) Love your life, Justine. The apartment complex was brand new and full of 18 to 20-something-year-olds. This is Melrose Place. Mostly attended the same fashion school at USC. I have no clue why, but the apartment complex threw a very random meet and greet event with Don and Marvin from Cycle 20 at the pool area. Mm. I literally could not give you any context as to why this was a thing, but as a huge fan of the show, I absolutely had to go meet them. My roommates and I met both of them, and we even went swimming with Don. What's strange is, out of the two, Marvin seemed very shy, and Don was the one flirting with all the girls there. <laughs> Keep up the great work. This is my favorite podcast, and I love listening every week justine that's super fun and they included photos right yes they did yeah <laughs> oh that's so fun and justine oh. you look great <laughs> <laughs> cycle 25 what, what, a weird, what a weird event i can't imagine in my college experience including anything like that but so... i love it <laughs> well apparently justine was living her best life living in <laughs> Fashion Academy. <laughs> oh my God, she's at Top Model Prep. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I've mentioned this story on the pod, but there are were a bunch of um, fraternity houses that were just like three to five people that we bought off campus, and they were always like named something, usually based on the street name or whatever. Or sometimes I think this is more cute, the landlady's name. So it's like oh. Rose's house. That's I, that I loved, but. There was a new one that a couple of guys got, and one was my little brother in the fraternity, and it was on the corner of a street called Melrose Place. And they were like, we can't come up with a name. And I was like, dude, bros, you call it Melrose Place. (laughs) And literally, they were like, what's that? And I'm like, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) This is how it ends for you. And they did call it that. I won my battle. From Megan, who is almost a completionist. First off, I want to send y'all a huge congratulations for reaching 1 million plays. Thank you. Podleetum deserves all the flowers, and I'm excited that my favorite podcast achieved such a cool milestone. I've been a listener and a sponsor for about two years now, and I look forward to every single episode. Thank you for all the laughs, and I can't wait to see how the pod continues to grow. I am looking forward to hearing your coverage of Cycle 21. You have! <laughs> because this is the only cycle of ANTM I haven't watched in its entirety. I wonder why. Fascinating. I know who wins, Blit, and I have a general idea. Of, uh, where, Can't wait that, to find out myself. I know. Uh oh. And I have a general idea of where the contestants place, but watching 21 is a total chore for me. Yep. Every time I attempt to watch it, I can't even get to the comeback episode before I get completely sick of the cycle. Oh, no. Uh, Plus, if streaming services have cycle 21, they almost always have 22. So why would I put up with 21's nonsense when I could skip right to Niall DeMarco? So this is Hannah. That's what I always do. Yeah. (laughs) This is from Hannah. Got it. Great. Megan. (laughs) All this is to say, as the coverage of cycle 20 is coming to a close and cycle 21 is rapidly approaching, I've been trying to reframe my mind set towards my least favorite cycle Hmm. i also dislike cycle 20 on my first watch but the podcast has done a lot to shift my perspective and has helped me recall some pretty excellent moments in a cycle that i would otherwise consider to be a flop Hmm. i know pod leader will always bring the laughs and i'm excited to see how the podcast might be able to spark some internal reflection as to why cycle 21 is unfinishable for me 
Interesting. Possible mailbag question to go along with this email. I'm wondering if y'all ever had an unfinishable cycle prior to starting Podletum, and if doing this podcast changed your perspective on that cycle at all. Thanks for reading, and thanks again for being such a great pod. We're still several months away, but I can't wait to have Podletum at the top of my Spotify wrapped yet again. Oh, we love the Spotify <laughs> wraps! My favorite season, Spotify wrapped season. Yep. <laughs> I think, I, I didn't have an unfinishable season, but famously, I think I've mentioned on the show, my mm-hmm. husband started watching Top Model, went back and watched it, and got to college auditions and was like, hmm clock out like that was yeah, a moment I think, where yeah, he I mentioned just... that for sure i had i had that experience as well i can't remember i must have watched at least some of it when it aired but i don't think i watched all of it and then i tried to go back and rewatch it at some point and i couldn't make it through the audition episode so it was really funny to go back and watch it with y'all because we had a pretty good time yeah. with the college cycle and it. there were some psycho 19 is one of my favorite ones we podcasted about fun fascinating characters Kristen the sea witch yeah Laura becoming fascinating. <laughs> Victoria. Like, there was a lot of fun stuff in that cycle. I think there's television that's made, purposely or not, to be watched alone. And mm. I think there's TV to be watched and discussed or watched in a group. Yes. And I think that Top Leadem? Top, top, lead top, lead top Model has some cycles of both. Yes. Like I can watch cycle four of top model by myself and enjoy it because I think that cycle is in that great, like golden period mm-hmm. that like it, it's funny on purpose and not, and it's got great modeling. It's got people to root for it. knows who the villains are, et cetera. But I think sometimes it's almost like um, that phrase, it lost the plot. I think mm-hmm. top model lost the plot somewhere mm-hmm. around the all stars and beyond. For sure. And we have to work together to find the plot again but that also makes the more weird stuff fun but only as a group only as we're mm-hmm. talking about it like there are times yes. where i watch that's a long way for me to say friendship is magic yeah <laughs> there's just there's so many times where i'm even watching the episode for this podcast and i'm mm-hmm. like not having fun watching the episode i'm like angry but i know there's a moment where i'm like yeah but this is gonna be really fun to talk about yeah it's it's funny because we get these great emails about people talking back to us as we're discussing the show and Mm -hmm. sometimes when i'm watching the episodes i will like go to talk to y'all about it even though like i'm in my bedroom by myself (laughs) and it makes the harder moments like more fun yeah yeah absolutely i do also think um that psycho 19 was my jumping off point i think i made it a couple episodes in i think that just there was something upon the initial viewing and i think it's because it was all stars British all-stars essentially Mm -hmm. and then in some ways college felt lackluster Mm. and then I think a lot of people and I think this was a good move on their part I think a lot of people dipped back in because they were like male contestants that's interesting and Mm -hmm. then that's a real now DeMarco kept it truly the cat whoever cast and found Niall like helped Mm -hmm. the Tyra Banks apparently probably (laughs) Probably. (laughs) um but yeah so thank you so much and that's interesting and i do think that for me you're talking about reframing your mind when you're watching the show we've all talked about this but even though we're human beings who will always have our own perspective biases histories etc i try so hard to come in as blank as possible yeah to allow a discovery of a contestant to be a new favorite 
mm-hmm. even if like they didn't have like the best reputation right. as a great model or whatever, right? Because there's just some people like Doubly Amy always gonna be a banger to me. She's fun. <laughs> she's hilarious. She was hilarious to talk about. No one, no one looks back and is like, "Wow, Amy, what a model." We got so much mileage out of Molly Sue. Oh yes. <laughs> It was amazing. Like, there's some people who become great podcast characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to remember <laughs> Anna's name forever. And I bet if you ask most people who were the first out with, they'd be like, Janasha? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this next one is from Jack, who wants us to do some grading. Ooh, teacher vibes. Since we're 20 cycles in, and you've seen hundreds of models work now, I need to know. What are your top five portfolios from the first 20 cycles? I've just finished the first two cycles, and in between the laughing out loud and cringing, I couldn't help but wonder what the three of you would say at multiple points in the cycles. Anyways, love all of your work. I'm going to come in hot, especially because I know (laughs) Hannah at least will agree with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Joni. My number one portfolio of all time. Yeah, I think Here's the thing. Really Joni's not only a good model, but she's a mm-hmm. model who can do a lot of diverse things. A lot of stuff. Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. She can do fierce. She can do goofy. Didn't Hard take a bad be. photo. You know, if you, yeah, if you just put like the elephant photo and the chew photo, the, the crumping photo side by side. If Joni hadn't been just a little stinking person, she would probably won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a little stinky. She's a little bit. <laughs> I did. I had my top five because I had the privilege of seeing this. So from one to five, Joni was my number one. I had Nick at number two. I think Nick also Strong. never took a bad photo. Leo Tipton, some of my, a bunch of my all time favorite Favorites. modeling performances. And wasn't that one of your tops of all in the top photo, Lex? Yeah. When we, windmill, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah the windmill yep. photo. Krista, who started a little yeah. slow, but then the back half of her portfolio is so amazing that it made it up for me you're like who even knows what was on the first couple of pages yeah (laughs) and then i would not have predicted this but i went back and looked somebody else who did not really take a bad photo was april yeah i had issues with april but they were not about her modeling yep which is so funny because she became a host i know (laughs) for me i think it's nick and april really are like some of my top two photos just in in the grand scheme of their portfolios like they were solid people that always delivered Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like like a lot of the time the worst thing you could say about a photo is like it might not be as memorable but yeah yeah absolutely i mean if we're gonna be if i just remove the cover girl photo (laughs) i think Anne would be up there there was a reason she got so many first call outs very true yes yeah, Oof. but but you just had to like that maybe get stuck. Maybe it's like glued. <laughs> maybe just like, don't be like Tyra and try to sneak it back in. Honestly, mm-hmm. I bet Jasmine's up there for me too. If I was to look back, yeah. I bet Jasmine. If again, if you get I rid feel of like that, everyone. Four. Yep. Yes. Chacha <laughs> Diva. Like yep. Everyone just has one that needs to hit the shredsies. Because <laughs> I bet if I looked at Krista's, I'd be like, I know which one to take out and uh-huh. get rid mm-hmm. of this, except for. Joni. <laughs> yeah. Joni, we just need to delete that commercial. Oh my god. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Take that VHS in the shredder. <laughs> All right. The next one's from Laura. Oh, Laura James is back. <laughs> Who is talking to us about the past of the psychotic fever dream nightmare reality shows of the early 2000s. Which is your favorite? For example, The Swan, Superstar USA, 
Kid Nation, which is Laura's Whoa. personal favorite in the way that Showgirls is her favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to marry Harry. Please and thank you. Love you guys. Hashtag Podcast Wednesdays. The Swan is insane. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me say this i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show sorry i'll just stop my hands <laughs> I know that's making noise. <laughs> have either of you watched bridal plasty no. no but i you've talked to me about it i feel like i've watched it <laughs> bridal plasty i'm gonna do a pitch for it right now you can only buy it on apple itunes so you have to pay for it so if you're gonna get into the bridal plasty fandom you have to start and i'm gonna give a shout out to tom and kicks of the dumpster dive podcast because kicks brought this to my attention and she was right <laughs> so it's a show where it's brides to be who are on the show to compete in uh, dumb challenges. And if you win, you get a plastic surgery of your choice. Not a plastic surgery to be taken at the end, a plastic (laughs) surgery that you are immediately going to (laughs) get. Then you're immune, finger quotes, from the next challenge because you physically can't compete. (laughs) And they then always wheel in the person whether it's necessary or not on a wheelchair to symbolize the immunity so even when they get teeth whitening they wheel them in on a wheelchair and then to eliminate it's a voting system so the people who are in the bottom of the challenge get voted by the other brides and they're at a reception area and the brides walk to the table of the wedding they would want to attend and it has, I wish I remembered her name, but it has one of the great all-time reality TV show villains. I mean, this bride came to be a villain, was a villain, but was so objectively good at stuff that you were like, well. Wasn't there a person that's like, I want to go home because I got all the plastic surgery I yeah. wanted? That was my question. Like, what if you win too much and you need to, like, keep coming up with surgeries? There, there was there was one who won, like, two or three, and she was, like, she was on the teeth whitening phase, basically, and she was like, mm-hmm. I could leave. <laughs> because the thing is, at the end, you get the rest of the plastic surgeries you want and then just dream wedding, but she was rich. So she was like, <laughs> it was amazing. Wild. A show, 2000s, two, two MTV shows I'll mm-hmm. remind the youths about. One was Room Raiders, which always like to point out cum stains. Always. That black light. Loved it. And the other one, I'm pretty sure, yes, the other one was called Parental Control. Parental Control was the most fucked up show. (laughs) This show was incredibly fucked up and would never get off the ground. It shouldn't have got off the ground then, but it really wouldn't now. I'm shocked it happened then. (laughs) But parental control was you went on a date with the opposite sex parent. And then they basically were like, does my child want to fuck? That was date my mom. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Parental control was even worse. worse. It was worse. Because it was the parents who disapproved of the relationship. Yes. And then both mom and dad would each get to pick pick one prospective suitor. Or yes, sutras right. <laughs> to go on a date with their kids. But the dads were Which always to, nasty. Yes. The dads were yeah. always like, I want to fuck her. So mm-hmm. you oh, get to so fuck gross. my son. Always. So disgusting. And then my favorite was when, the, and the thing was, there were no heroes on this show because no. the kids and their current partners were also Trash. always awful. 
But I love when they picked the current partner and then would just like a make out in front of <laughs> right their parents. parents. It was so gross. <laughs> My pick for this, which is probably not as trashy, but I still like to remember that it existed, was in 2005, there was one season of a show hosted by Faye Dunaway <gasps> called The Starlet. Uh-huh. Can I very quickly, I want you to talk about this super Please. tiny anecdote there was a mm-hmm. beach vacation that i went on with some friends but i got bored of what they wanted to do and i went sure. downstairs and i discovered the sh- the starlet and i watched the whole season by myself please continue <laughs> yes. yeah faye dunaway and vivica a fox yep. on this judging panel 10 young wannabe actresses live together in a home formerly owned by marilyn monroe while competing in a series of acting challenges for the chance to win a role on one tree hill and a management contract. Those were the two prizes. <laughs> Barely anything. <laughs> and what I most, the number one episode that sticks out in my mind, I was not a person who was into Friends when I was growing up. Just wasn't my show. Still isn't my favorite, but whatever. But for one of the challenges, they had to recreate a scene from Friends. <laughs> and it made me realize how good the actresses yes. on Friends were at their jobs because these actresses could not ring one single solitary laugh out of this scene and it, so it's like watching a scene from friends with no laugh track performed by children hannah let me tell you and you saw my reaction but mm-hmm. that is the main thing i remember about the starlet was sitting there and watching because it was the top six so it's three yeah. duos and they had mm-hmm. to be phoebe and rachel i would argue two of the funnier characters yeah. and it got weird and then one girl was so awkward that she improvised one of joey's lines <laughs> and then she got critiqued for going off script this is <laughs> common people don't realize that sitcom acting is very specific and very nuanced and hard yep to actually be a good sitcom actor to me it's closer to theater because you yeah. are usually doing it in front of a live audience and it's usually like a three-quarter set but the timing and it's, is yeah, so, so much specific. about timing yeah and you don't, and when it's multicam, you don't have like the help of editing mm-hmm. to make things funnier to pump up jokes. It's just you, really. Yeah, I always get when people say a show like Friends wasn't their cup of tea. I get it. Everyone's mm-hmm. got their own personal taste and things they like and dislike. I dislike it when people say Friends was bad because I'm yeah. like, that's just objectively not true. You don't yeah. have yeah. to enjoy it. You don't even have to think it's funny. The Big Bang but, is bad. <laughs> people people need to learn the difference well, my sometimes love, between so. something that's not for them and yeah. something that's bad. Oh my gosh. It, I, I used to be that person many years ago who if something wasn't for me, I just thought it was bad. And now I'm like, no, it's just not for me. I'll let other mm-hmm. people enjoy their bad thing. <laughs> and that's called Groff. Groff. <laughs> Groff. <laughs> I would absolutely rewatch The Starlet if it were available. <laughs> At least yep. that one episode. <laughs> oh, we got to find that now. From Penny on the Discord. Yes, because we have suggestion box on the Discord. Mm. There were several prompts. Some of them are full episodes, so they did not make it into this mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, though. I didn't even realize Discord. Oh, yeah. Can you can you guys please rank all the title sequences slash songs? So cycle 1 through 9, cycle 10 through 13, 14 through 16, 1718 college boys. Okay. So I'll say that to me, the most iconic one mm-hmm. is the one that has the sequence of winners at the top. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think this is Fresh actually. Fresh personality. 
Yeah, it's like seven Winking through nine, Ilana. actually. It Penny, is seven through nine, yes. Through yeah. nine. Mm-hmm. Penny put one through nine together, but I'm going to say seven through nine has a slightly different thing because it's got the verse to, it's time to work. Mm-hmm. It's like mumbly nothing, but it's yeah. real. And I love that. I love seeing so the winners. And then I love that it was just this like wind-blown turn with yeah. all of them basically wearing the same thing. I love classic. Mm-hmm. I think worse, college. Because it yeah. was... Nothing, oh, and they couldn't yeah, even show. Maria British, messed it college up. College and British invasion. Those two. Those were the. I just hate the way it sounds so much. <laughs> yes, I hate the song. I love the camp of cake. Sure. <laughs> it made more sense in All Stars yes. when they were fighting over a crown. Yes. And then I love that they just redid it because Tyra didn't want to refill it, and British they were fighting over a scepter now. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. You guys really hated that one, and I think that one rocks hard. I hate I'm, the way it's I'm not saying the imagery, I'm saying the song. Oh, the song was hot. How do y'all feel about the ones that were laser mirrors? Because I think those are kind of cool. As far as just the theme song itself, 10 through 13 is my favorite. Mm. Because you get a little more of the song. And that's when Tyra does like the hair and the The walk. The hair thing, yeah. I think 10 despite it not being the best cycle, has a really good opening credit sequence. I think so. But the worst is 12 when it's no movement and it's just oh, photos it's so of them weird. in those weird paper dresses. Mm-hmm. I'll never get over that Talia got one photo that they put the same photo up like four or five times for her opening credits. Oh I'd be God. pissed. College was too short. I do remember us talking about how because of Maria. There was no names either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone looked the same and there were no names. I'm sorry. You got to have names. You do. Even if it's super quick. Because I honestly thought, I know this is another thing we disagreed a little bit on. I thought the imagery of the first guys versus girls cycle and the pacing and whatever. I don't need where the boys at, obviously. We make fun of it all the time. And I hate hate the stutter sounds that they added. That's just something that sends shivers up my spine. I don't like it. I think the aesthetic of the But the imagery and the aesthetic I liked. I even like Tyra's thing with that long ponytail and her coming out and like like the the dumb glasses. It was just like the right dumbness to me. I do want to shout out the addition of all the ladies from 14 to 16. Maybe just because I have so much affection for JW's all the cycles. All the cycles. <laughs> but I, I love the ooh, ooh, ooh. The hype man intro. Our, yeah, our invisible, mysterious hype man. Where, and weirdly, that's the one that a lot of international next top models yeah, use they as like yeah. the guideline. But yeah, it's, it's hard to top the o- top model always had a good theme song. Like, always. I mm-hmm. appreciated the top model updated it. Yes. Yeah, I appreciated that they true. tried some new stuff. I also love a show with intro credits. I hate yeah. when Big Bring Brother decides that we don't need it. I hate it. I'm going to say this. The Challenge Cutthroat oh, was yeah. the best opening credit sequence ever. And if you don't remember it, it's three teams that season. And they all arrive in cool planes and stuff. It's like stars oh, yeah. coming out to fight against each other. And as the season went they on, rid of them. they got rid of the people who were eliminated. Ooh. So the people there got slightly longer parts to their credit. And that's what all reality TV should do. Yep. It was cool. I love all the reality credits of the early thousands. Like I lo- I loved 
the amazing race when you would see them do a little activity and then turn to the camera together. We're I basketball. Loved the- <laughs> <laughs> I loved Project Runway where they all had to say like weird lines out of context in the opening credits. In a real real world way. I loved Top Chef when they would make them do silly things like throw their chef coat over their shoulder and they would look super awkward. <laughs> Nothing beats Top Chef's opening credit sequence with CJ, that super tall oh, dude yeah. who yep. was out of frame. <laughs> <laughs> peek down, peek down to say hey. I just love that they were like in CJ's deal, tall, <laughs> but also cancer survivor. <laughs> I love them all. I I love that era of reality TV credits. It's interesting that I've read an article about uh, streaming platforms that they bring back opening credit sequences because a lot of times people with slower internet connections, the opening credit sequence serves to help it oh, buffer, buffer the rest of the episode. Mm. And also, if you're someone who skips intros, go right to heck. How Look, dare. we've talked about this on a previous. We have talked about this on a previous mailbag it. episode when I had to come out as someone who hates the opening credits for <laughs> the tattoo show. Oh yeah, you know what's a really good short intro to a show that I'm watching currently? Interview with a Vampire. Oh, because it good has. Show. Oh, this show's great. Um, so good. <laughs> but this, the the music is like the you know the sound where it's like like. And then mm-hmm. it, but it's like a cityscape that looks like a vampire's mouth. And then it, at the very mm-hmm. end, gets discordant. And it's only like 20 seconds, but it like gives you the vibe. It gets you in the world quick. I do, I, like I do appreciate people who can make a really short but really effective yes. title sequence because I have to confess, I'm currently watching uh, Love Island USA. <laughs> and. That title sequence is absolutely nothing. It's like, here's a girl's butt. Here's another girl's butt. Oh. Here's the show. You want to? F- I think we're about to say the same thing, Lex. You, you know, if you want fun opening credits yes. that don't take themselves seriously, Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Where it's, it's a really parody. Good. It's a parody of itself. Yeah. It's like a love boat intro. Yeah, it's At so one cute. Point, like sometimes someone's like crab. <laughs> it's great. Like whoever made that, and they update decision. it when the people come and go. Yeah. It's amazing. Also, shout out to any opening credit sequence that featured a twin twist, where for a while in the season, it was the one twin, and then uh, bonus big twin. Brother, big brother twin twist. I'll never get over. It's happened in a couple of things, yeah. though, and I'll never get over Liz and Julia just being one person for a while, and then the after the reveal, she peeks out. <laughs> Both of us. So stupid. It's a parent trap. <laughs> What what a great what a great discussion yeah. <laughs> brought me so much joy. All right, this is our final email of the mailbag. Got one email this, left in our hands. <laughs> this is from Jonathan, who made a great discovery. I work in web design and recently learned about the Wayback Machine, which is basically mm. a website that lets you pull up dead URLs from the past. Naturally, I fell down a rabbit hole and started to look at the old Cycle 19 content to try to get more details on the voting. I found the original homepage and the voting rules. Interestingly enough, it looks like all the voting was done in June of 2012, which I am guessing is when they filmed. Cycle 19 aired August 24th, and Cycle 18 finale aired May 30th, so this show really put their editing team to work. Goodness. Then Jonathan sent along some screen captures, that I, and I just ended up uh, using the links that he provided as well. So I'm going to share the screen right now with y'all if I can. So this is the main page <laughs> from Cycle 19. <laughs> 
Jonathan pointed out, I really wish some of the links were dying to know what the ANTM PJ party was about. Literally, production mm. must have threatened Kelly to get her to agree to pose for this pic because there is a page that says ANTM PJ party and features Kelly, Tyra, and Rob, who looks photoshopped in, in a bed together. <laughs> and Kelly is with the Smize Bear. <laughs> <laughs> There's also just a link to the Tyra Banks Twitter. <laughs> And also a link to Pinterest, which I thought was not around then. Yeah, that's weird. Then Jonathan included the voting rules. This was basically interesting from the rule. This was interesting from the rules. It basically alludes to production meddling. Aggregate scoring derived from scores received during each respective polling period may be used by the network and or producers to rank each of the featured America's Next Top Model contestants. Ah. A composite score, as solely determined by the producers, will be used by the producers to determine contestants to be eliminated from the America's Next Top Model So they can do whatever the fuck they want. Correct. Ah, what good legalese to get away with everything. 9.2 for Jordan A. (laughs) (laughs) The other great part about this is that you can go into the models page, and for each model, they have a... This is still active... A little information, what college they were going to, their home state, but also some favorites, which is how I discovered. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I discovered some wonderful things, one of which that apparently Victoria's favorite movie is a 2012 film called Gone that starred Amanda Seyfried. It is a serial killer thriller. What? What? That's what she put as her favorite movie. tracks is it is it victoria's story it's the story of victoria (laughs) seriously for favorite foods for yvonne they included basically everything which feels like a read from the show who are being dicks and then finally my favorite part of this that jonathan pointed out if you had to guess Kristen the sea witch's favorite movie the notebook mm-hmm. if it ends up being the little mermaid because she is a sea witch and she's like <laughs> ursula deserved better it was greece <laughs> hold on that's what she said <laughs> so she's bad sandy i was about to say because she's like change yourself <laughs> i'll bully you to change yourself are you a dork <laughs> change it <laughs> start smoking <laughs> I'll send you the link. I had so much fun going through all of those models favorites. They were so great. Thank you, Jonathan, for bringing this to our attention. And just like we were talking about earlier, College Cycle continues to bring joy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they also ask them their favorite magazines. And everyone, you know, says maybe one fashion magazine, maybe a couple, except for Jesse, who just put down architectural magazines. (laughs) She couldn't say high times or whatever. Jesse. <laughs> so great. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention, Jonathan. It was so delightful. I love how many of the folks in this particular mailbag episode really did some like detective work. work. We so appreciate all of the time and detail you put into all of these messages. Yeah, that's one thing I've really loved about Pod Leadem and the Leadem Pod as we have grown the show, you know. I think the best art creates some sort of community, and this is very high-minded, but I love that y'all feel like you want to contribute to the podcast by doing those kind of things. And I, I also know the the joy of thinking I'm the only person that cares about a thing. Yeah. 
and then being like, no, 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 Lexan mm-hmm. and JW will also care about this. See, like, because <laughs> so many other podcasts that do mailbag episodes, they're simply like, we love you, you're the best, blah, blah, blah. I like hearing I don't get that. me wrong, never gets old. Yeah. No, 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 I love hearing <laughs> oh, that. Oh, please, please do that. I need it. But I love all these, like, weird holes that you fall down and then share with us. It's great. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And all of your questions and hypothetical, you know, hosting things. Great. It's all great. So much fun. It's also fun for us. We've talked about this before. These mailbags sometimes feel like a creative reset mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, top model for better or worse follows a very specific pattern, a very specific yes. order. And sometimes I almost feel mechanical in my sure. note taking of like, I know this is about to happen. So I got to take a note about this and this is the thing I'll do. And so these are very like, Oh man, I really love not knowing these beforehand, Hannah. Thank you for taking over the emails. I was like, oh, my brain gets to improvise anything. <laughs> you get to find a little bit more about us. Than, yeah. you know, and we get to find out about you. Like, I support brides getting plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> and if you support us, hmm. you can email us, as so many of you did, at mm-hmm. podleadum at gmail.com. You can reach out on Instagram. Uh, we do still check Twitter X occasionally. So we'll see. Well, it once eventually. a week check in now. Mm-hmm, you know. For sure. I also figured out how to make TikTok kind of videos. That's so right. got that vertical video, got the nine by sixteen. Yeah, depending on how I'm feeling someday, you might get some old videos put back into <gasps> that thing. So you know, Ooh. share us around. We st- we're a podcast. Our episodes will still be listened to. And I love that there's a Discord um, like suggestion box. I truly yes, didn't know suggestions that that existed. Both for the Discord itself and for us. Mm-hmm. So it was great to go there and see. Honestly, there are some topics in there that would be full bonus episodes. So hey. one day, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can also send us some physical mail. If you're old school, if you like tangible prizes, mm-hmm. you can send those to our P.O. box. Yeah, absolutely. And things like the Mad Libs that were sent to us and things like that. That's the magazine, that's... the the butt mm. magazine or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely. Handmade cards. Oh, not handmade cards. We've but gotten so many money. wonderful handmade cards. <laughs> you can find me anywhere at Yet Charming. I'm on Instagram at Hannah Jean Ginsburg. I'm on TikTok at JW Crump. Okay. And be sure to use the hashtag podleadum whenever you do, because that's how we see it. Because that's how the <laughs> internet works. <laughs> so for podleadum, I have been Lex Basile Price. <laughs> I'll be Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm JW Crump. And we'll see you on top. Podleadum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10x10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. 